share with me. I get to know me. Working within it so that you can trust You gotta them. be able to produce things. Okay. And I'll tell you why that production is so important. But before we go that, how do you use those two pieces of equipment? And you- success is not necessarily financial, but success is when you feel fulfilled in what you're doing. And then to other women, they need to know their value, their worth. But, but I believe um, everything that you put your mind to and you achieve is success. Give us um, all the stuff. Okay, I'll answer all 16 of those questions right now. I started uh, in the music business at Sony while I was still... My name is Renee Hastings, and I'm your host of Renee Speaks. Y'all, today's show is going to be fabulous. I'm so excited to introduce to you Marissa Kelly. Marissa has managed her own consulting business since 2015, and she embraces the benefits and challenges of the work-from-anywhere lifestyle. She launched the Be Present Events division of her consulting business, which blends her love of tech, project management, and creativity. Over the last four years, Marissa has had the pleasure of working with exceptional corporate and educational institution partners to execute virtual summits, exclusive fireside chats, inspirational keynotes, and podcasts that build community. Y'all put your hands together for Marissa Kelly. Hey, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for the intro and the enthusiasm. You are exuding it. I feel it over here in different areas. So yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you, Renee. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I know you and I connected some time ago uh, earlier this year with a mutual friend, uh, Ross Brand. Let's shout him out. Yes. Um, and his uh, 100 TV network on YouTube and had so much fun with that. That was such a tremendous experience. Yes. And with 2023 being our first year, actually, of being podcasters, that was like the icing on the cake of of being a podcaster to me. What do you think? Yeah, I think, um, you know, we always struggle with getting our message out and we see a bunch of people. It's really easy to fall into imposter syndrome, but that collaborative way that Ross developed the 100 TV network where we're all creating, we're all trying to lift each other up was such a unique idea. Um, obviously didn't work out right now, but that doesn't mean it can't work out, but you know, we're building other relationships like you and I, I'm still doing the podcast on a different, um, on our own network and realizing how much work he, you know, he put into it. So I'm so, so grateful for Ross, but also, you know, it it really empowered us to like actually create, like we had if you listen to one of our first episodes, it's like, oh, we were planning, we were planning, we were project managing. We're like, okay, how do we do this? And then it was like, oh, you have to have your first episode in two weeks. You're like, oh, oh okay, uh, well, let's get let's get to it, you know? And let's work together. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what your experience was when you started, but yeah, it was definitely like, okay, yeah, we have to start doing this. Right, right. It it definitely elevated us and um, took us to another level, I think, when it comes to to podcasting and uh, and giving us an opportunity to kind of uh, tap into our creative juices, I think, to figure out how to make this work. Because my thing was I was trying to um, incorporate 
the his program with the program that I already had, uh, you know, for Renee Speaks. And so the opportunity to transition from one show to the next in the same episode <laughs> was was right. our challenge. But uh, it was fun figuring it out and um, and just kind of going with it and see what what happened. And so um, anyways, I'm so grateful for that experience and so grateful that I got to know you through that experience. Yeah, same here. Same here. So Marissa, tell us a little bit more about how you got started on this journey. I know this is a, a, a pretty unique space. So mm-hmm. how did it all come about? Yeah. So my background is in um, website and like agency work. Um, we did a lot of website related projects. So I was answering questions from, you know, how do I get my domain up? My email's not working. And I'm like, that's not your website. But, you know, they were our client and we needed to you know, make sure this website went live. So that's like where I started. I was always in a project management client facing role. Um, And then I uh, graduated into a a larger agency that was very specific in their industry. And I went remote and this was remote in 2013. So it was like, this is my lifestyle, right? Like I'm going to work remote. Um, it was supposed to last two months, you know, cause we were transitioning my role out and mm-hmm. it lasted two years. So I learned how to be in a corporate role pre pandemic, you know, pre everything working from home. Um, and that kind of opened the door for, um, you know, they changed their corporate structure and I was laid off and mm-hmm. it was, um, a blessing in that sense because I needed, I wouldn't be where I am now without that, you know, as much as that was a, could be seen as a letdown at the time. It definitely was, but I don't think I would be where I'm at um, without that. So that's 2015 and I'm, you know, figuring out what I'm going to do. And I was always creating content, always figuring out what's the best digital tool that people can use. Um, you know, I'm figuring out how I'm running my business, but also how can I benefit other people, not just setting up a Facebook page for people, but what are we doing for them? And how can I do it digitally? Because my contacts were still in New York. They still were like different areas, right? Because that was just how I was working. Um, And then the pandemic hit and I was already doing um, like a, a show, I guess, with one of my colleagues with StreamYard. And um, we just started using StreamYard to create content virtually and remotely. And that was able, that was able to catapult me into like, I was working for StreamYard temporarily. We were, we were um, getting people that knew how to produce StreamYard content and Mm -hmm. them into like a database. So we were building a producer's program. Wow. and then they got acquired. So they got acquired and the program was kind of like, you know, it was being built. So it wasn't something that was like already in the budget. You know, we were kind of, uh, it was more of a consulting role. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I already knew that there was a market out there for people like, you know, people that help produce your podcast, help produce, you know, content that I'm doing. Um, so I just dove right in and created a brand in March 2020, like basically saying, um, I'm here to help you do these things. And um, I was pretty much behind the scenes from day one of pandemic creating content using StreamYard. So Wow. Wow. That is so fantastic. And to have the had the opportunity to work remotely before remote work was a thing. I think I can see how that not only prepared you for what you were for when the pandemic did hit. I mean, because you were already doing everything. So people probably called on you and said, hey, Marissa, you've been doing this for forever. How do we do this? How do we we take the whole entire company uh, so that we can everyone can do what you're doing? Yeah. Um, my only regret is that I didn't invest in Zoom stock before the pandemic because I knew I knew about Zoom. I knew I used it. I like I was a user for like I think since 2016, 17. And I'm like, dang it, I should have. Right, right. If we only knew. If we only yeah. knew. Wow. 
And so, Marissa, with that remote experience, you're on video a lot, a lot. Yes. So as um, a remote worker, mm-hmm. and the um, title of our show today is called Video Presence, Genuine yes. You. I'm sure you are a subject matter expert in what it takes to not only look good on video, but how to feel confident and, yeah. and on the camera. So how can you be your true authentic self while on video platforms? What exactly does that mean to you? And what should it mean to our audience? Yeah, I think I started doing a lot of um, social video, like, you know, selfie video. This was maybe 2018. And that was one of the ways to get me comfortable recording and talking into a screen, because that's like Mm -hmm. not a natural thing. You know, it's not like you and I talking where I'm talking back and forth with you, but you're like talking to someone talking to your audience. And I did that a lot to just get comfortable with pressing record and posting it. And my trick on that was I didn't look at the video after I posted it. (laughs) If I knew, you know, if I knew what I was talking about and I, you know, I was happy with what I said because it's very Mm -hmm. confident and about a specific topic then I posted it because I didn't want to overthink, oh, like, oh, my double chin, or I don't like the way my ear looks or like where my mouth moves, because mm-hmm. that's something that, you know, I hear from a lot of people, especially women, that they don't feel like they show up as, or they don't like the way they look. Now, mm-hmm. I always would, would you know, that's like an inherent thing for a lot of people. But I always yeah. say, well, when you go to a networking event, that's how you look. And right. as much as you, as much as you think that you can adjust it with, you can't adjust it with AI. You can't talk to someone in person and change how you look. And I'm not trying to to downplay someone's feelings about how they look. It's just, it is that. So once you post it, it's there, right? So you can't go and change it. And if you go and look at it and you want to change it, you're never going to post it. You're never going to get comfortable. So it was always... That was always something that I suggested to people, just start posting because people yeah. see you in, you know, in person and I'm not looking, if I like talk business with you and I'm like, I'm not really, I'm not judging how you look, right? right. I'm judging the quality of our conversation. Are you making right. eye contact? Yeah. Are you, you know, do you feel my emotions? You know, there's all <laughs> these things that are in regular human to human, person to person contact. And you have to translate that into online um, and, and say, um, you know, people are like, oh, I said, um, too much. And I'm like, I, you say, um, in person or you say like, like I, I, I say like a lot because I'm from California, you know, <laughs> that's just <laughs> I try, I try not to be too hard on myself because that's how I am in person. That's right. So. That's right. And, and how you are in person and, and how you show up on video, that is truly be, being authentic. And we truly can be our own worst critics um, yeah. a lot. Like you said, especially, especially with women, um, just being so overly critical of our appearance or how we sound or like you said, double chins and then things like that. Um, And then even as we get older, maybe wrinkles or whatever, you know what I mean? But I'm like, look, I am who I am. Isn't that what Popeye said? I am who I am. (laughs) And so um, being authentic and being true to yourself and, and, and your appearance, being confident in who you are and what you bring to the table and what you have to offer in a conversation, that's what matters. Right. That's what really counts. Because you know something that someone else doesn't know. And so that's what you're bringing to the table is your subject matter expertise. So because you have that, you are offering something of value. And that's right. what is the most important thing. Yeah. appearance. A good friend of mine says, you're famous to a few people. And a lot of people think that. I mean, I've heard, I just had a conversation. I wasn't feeling my 100% like self, but I was authentically, it was in person. And Mm -hmm. I was telling her, you know, thank you for meeting with me. You know, I wasn't really feeling that great lately. And she's like, 
That's so interesting because I just see you every time I see you, you're so confident. You so you show up and it, like it just like made me melt because I was like, I'm doing it even if my head tells me that I'm not. Right. Like I'm showing up because I've practiced. I've not practiced, but I just like keep showing up. And right. the more you show up with what you know, your expertise, people see that even if they don't like your post or they don't <laughs> comment right away. They're seeing it some yeah. way, somehow. So exactly, exactly. And and the thing is too that when when you do show up mm -hmm. and and even in spite of how you're feeling inside, that courage is building such character. And the more you do that, the stronger you get, the more confident you get, the more you're able to just go out there and just do it. And and no one would be the wiser. No right. one would even know that you're right. not feeling you're 100% confident. And yeah. one of the things that's kind of like one of my pet peeves is when somebody gets up to say something, <clears throat> excuse me, whether they're in person or online, and they're like, oh, I'm not the greatest speaker, but I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> so, but basically they're like negating their whole speech mm -hmm. before they even get started. Right. Whereas if they had never said that, they could have gotten to the end. They could have felt like they completely bombed it. But because I didn't know any better and what I received was amazing, <laughs> I would have... Yeah. I, I would have said, that was incredible. That was amazing. But because you started out saying, oh, I'm not the greatest speaker, but here goes, it right. automatically put me in a different mindset. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And they don't know what you prepped for. They don't know what you expected in your head of it should be, what it should be. So you don't need to bring that out and say, well, I may not be giving you all the information that I think. And I'm like, what? Just give them information, you know. Right. It's like, yeah. Don't tell them what you didn't tell them, right? <laughs> because exactly. they didn't know. <laughs> oh, I wish I could have done this. Um, what? I didn't even know we needed that. So yeah. Right. Exactly. And and before I, I was, it kind of reminds me of a party I was having just recently, and it was a pretty big party at my house, and um, there was a lot of decoration involved and hands on. You know, I really. Uh, went all out for it. And there were so many things I wanted to do, you know, for the ladies that were coming over, you know, in terms of different decorations and activities and things like that. And I, I had a friend tell, call me and tell me just what you said. She goes, no one knows what you were going to do. Right. So what you're doing is enough. Right. It's perfect. It's fine. And that really just settled my spirit. So much. Oh. I was like all in a frenzy, like, oh my God, I'm not going to get everything done. And she's like, you've done enough. Yeah. It's enough. No one knows. <laughs> and that, that easily translates to your online digital presence because yeah. you want to do all these things. I want to post all these things. I want to write this blog and make sure it's, there's a giveaway. Mm, especially when you're working for yourself, if you don't have a team to help you out, to keep you accountable. No one knows that you're supposed to be doing that. That's something you told yourself. So that's right. That's right. Absolutely. So don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, Marissa, are there any tips that you can give us to stay present with intention and preparedness, especially in this digital space? How can we show up intentionally and prepared? Yeah, I um I adopted the four day work week uh, recent or maybe in 2022, actually, that wouldn't say recently, that's like a while. So it's, um, it's really beneficial, because I really focus knowing that I'm going to have Friday open. Now that doesn't mean that I don't work Fridays. That means I'm not going to schedule meetings, I'm going to really be intentional with my time, you know, during the week, the during the work week. But if that means that I open my laptop on a Sunday when I'm watching whatever TV or listening to music just to get a few things done, then that's mm -hmm. fine because mm -hmm. that's me opening my boundary. But what it opens up on Friday is that I can go run errands, go to the post office, do my self care. I can actually take a meeting that I'm excited about. I mean, we're 
this is Friday, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm here, I'm present because, you know, it took us a, a little bit to connect, but it was very intentional. Like I knew that I was going to be on here today and with enthusiasm, not dread, right? Right. So that's like just one really, if you can do it, I would say try to do four, four day work week. Um, mm -hmm. Another thing is um, giving yourself like 15, 20 minutes before and after each meeting. I think mm -hmm. a lot of people are stuck on the mindset that they need to fill up their day to feel productive because they're so used to like the standard nine to five. Mm -hmm. um, and even now with rem work, remote work, um, people just stack meetings back to back and there's no time to regroup, refresh yourself, go to the bathroom, even, you know, <laughs> get some water, right? right? It's like, Oh, I have a meeting. I have a meeting. I've been sitting at this computer for six hours, you know, that, mm -hmm. th that time of quiet space to reflect or write some meeting notes, or, you know, we have AI now to write our meeting notes, but nice. um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this just the pause, right? Just, just pause. Um, hold your right. time and respect your boundaries so you don't burn out. So if you think that you're going to like shut off at five, then hold it. Don't think that you need to respond after five. If that's what your boundary is. Last night I worked till eight. Well, why? Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to prep for today to have like not feel stress in the morning. Cause I was going to record with you and I don't want to feel like I need to do something to, you know, while I'm with you. And then um, this one is is a, a, can be tough for people because it might show some weakness, but ask for help and mm -hmm. be vulnerable. I think, that, you know, the thing is like being vulnerable, right? Telling people that you need help. It's it's mm -hmm. okay to ask for help, you know? And I think people are just so nervous about doing that because then they'll be like showcasing maybe some weak side of their selves or mm -hmm. whatever. But I think asking for help is, is not a problem. And I have one final one, which is kind of funny. <laughs> um, if it's not a heck, yeah, it's a heck no. I love that one. <laughs> like if you're not all in on like doing, you know, trying it, I mean, you could try something out. I'm going to heck yeah. I'm going to try that out. But mm -hmm. if you're like, mm, I don't really want to try that, don't try it then. Yeah. Or, yeah, or if you're just kind of waffling about it, like, mm, yeah, maybe, yeah, mm, yeah. yeah, maybe no. Um, yeah, I love that. If it's not a heck yeah, it's a heck no. Because you're not all in. You're not excited about it. You're not passionate about it. You're not going to give it your all. You're going to be all waffly. <laughs> yes. And that will reflect in when you hit record, if you hit, you know, if you're trying to send an email out, you know, let's wait till that enthusiasm is there and the passion where, you know, you can exude that in a, in a digital space. Definitely. I love that. And, and also do, do what you love to do when it's your time to do those things. Cause some people are morning people and some people are night people. Right. And so when you understand which person you are, <laughs> that's when you do those things that are most important and and those things that are most fun, because that's when you bring the energy. Yes. Which is so important on, on video and um, being a part of a, a digital or having a digital presence. Right. Yeah. And I think also being OK with like this is coming up, being OK with just a phone call. I think Ooh. we're so stuck in like people getting on zoom or getting into like a video and you know there's a subconscious thing that I have to be video ready you know like right. yeah if we showed up and like we're just chatting you know we're friends like it's not a big deal but like if you're going to a business meeting or a networking thing that's going to represent you and your business and mm -hmm. you don't feel like you can show up that way without you know with confidence then I would say either skip it or find something where you can just talk to someone on the phone. I did that a couple of days ago because we're uh -huh. just always on video. Right. You know? right. And it's like, yeah. take your, you know, and you can really, and one of my, my superpowers is active listening. Oh, so, you know, a lot of times in a social situation, I'm the quiet one listening to people because I really want to hear what people have to say. 
you know, if especially if it's a business, I want to hear like their pain points. You know, I'm not going to talk a lot about what I do unless the opportunity presents itself. But I think using the phone, we get the chance to do that because we're not focused on what's on the background, where their eyes are moving, if they're actually multitasking, right. just listening to what they have to say. So, right. Yeah. Sorry, I have a frog in my throat and I have to keep on <laughs> clicking the mute button. So, no worries. No worries. Um, um, so, those are really, really great suggestions for how to be prepared. And But the more you talked about the four-day work week, so I'm going to digress a little bit. Yeah. What exactly does that look like? Does that look like a 10-hour day, four days a week, kind of like in corporate America? Or how do you, how do you actually do yeah. the four days without, you know, without impacting your, the, the day that you choose right. to be? Your, your non-work day. Yeah. And then, Friday or Monday or whatever. Yeah, we don't, um, from what I, I have a set, um, like, few days where I'm away from the screen and, like, connecting in person, whether it's, like, a networking event or I'm going to go to the coffee shop and work. Um, setting defined hours for your business from, mm -hmm. like, creative time. So, like, it's Monday morning because people are checking their emails. They're not really, I mean, they might be emailing us, but they're not making decisions until maybe late Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right? So right. that's kind of how I've curated my schedule. Mondays are kind of wide open for meetings, Tuesday, creative time, Wednesday, meetings again, creative time. And so like, it can be a 10-hour workday depending on how busy you are the seat like my work is revolved around events so mm -hmm. it could be like really busy in like beginning of november and then like it's thanksgiving and after is kind of like psh, there's nothing really going on you know people are planning for 2024 so mm -hmm. it can be a full work day four days a week but it doesn't have to be because that's based on your, I mean, I'm speaking to the people that are working for themselves. Now, corporate, I don't, you know, I think standard 10-hour work week, fine. Um, but when you're working for yourself, you can control that. So how realistic is it to take on five new clients in a week? Like, can right. you serve them properly the way you want to? Right. Mm, you know, you might have to push someone back or like you take you know, you have to be honest with your time frame and your planning. Right. Uh, instead, instead of trying to squish everyone into like one week, just make sure that they sign on as a client or make sure that they, they still want to work with me. You know, people are going to work with you, whether you can like, they like you because you and your skill set, not necessarily because you met with them on a Friday afternoon, you right. know, because right. you're going to have that time where you're going to want Friday afternoon in the summer and they're not, they're going to be so used to you just catering to you that or catering to their schedule that you're going to never have your boundary, you know? Right. So it's, it, it, it's a skill set, I would say, <laughs> but also I think, you know, it takes some practice because you have to be able to be okay with saying no to someone that wants a meeting, you know, at, at a certain time, because you hope that that doesn't, um, fray the relationship that you have, but also if it's a, you know, if it's your boundary, then you can show up better the next morning or the next day and more yeah. present, you know, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as a business owner, mm -hmm. you have to set your own schedule and yeah. you have to stay within your own boundaries Yeah, and enforce them. <laughs> it's okay to enforce your own boundaries that's part of self-care. I think we yeah. talked about that in another show, but it was, it's so important to take care of yourself and set these boundaries and don't engage clients outside of those boundaries that you've set for yourself. Right. And there's, such a, um, there's so many ways to navigate that uh, from a professional standpoint. When they ask for a meeting outside of your boundaries, you could easily say something like, oh, I have a conflict or, 
How, or and then offer another time. How about tomorrow morning? Or you know, or other different yeah. options. Um, especially if it's there's no deadline or it's not sensitive or urgent or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I have a conflict. Sorry. How about tomorrow at eight? And and yeah. business people are reasonable. Business yes. people understand. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. You will not lose the relationship. I promise. Like <laughs> no. I shouldn't. And And if you you do, then that's not someone, I I mean, I don't want to work with someone that's not going to honor my boundaries. You know, look, I went through a really like a personal thing this summer um, that I had to cancel a bunch of things and I wasn't myself. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, all the people that I worked with were super like supportive. Right. And those who were not, were not my clients or were not people that I was potentially talking to because, you know, that's just my life. Like I couldn't, I couldn't take a call. Like I was not ready for it, you know? So um, there's definitely um, some, if there's a yellow flag, most likely it's going to be a red flag later on. So pay Mm -hmm. attention to those. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Yellow flags lead to red flags. So pay attention to those yellow flags yep. and nip it, nip it, nip it in the bud. And and you had such a great point, Marissa, that if someone cannot respect your boundaries, maybe that's not the greatest client for you mm-hmm. because you want to work with people who are understanding or who have similar values or, mm-hmm. um, and, and if you're an understanding person and, and accommodating and that sort of thing, those are the kinds of people we want to surround ourselves with, right? Right. So... Yeah. For sure. I love that. So kind of switching gears a little bit, looking into the future, mm-hmm. how do how do you expect or what are some upcoming trends in uh, video um, presence and, and what can we look forward to, do you think? What's your prediction? Yeah, so um, we do a lot of um, virtual events. So I'll definitely speak about that because I think a lot of people are... Um, thinking that, you know, now that we're back in person, like virtual events are gone. I would say no, because the big, um, big, big companies are still doing virtual because they saw the benefit of the cost effectiveness of putting on a virtual event that was um, really well produced or, you know, really represented their brand well. Um, And I would say this like podcast is a virtual event, even though it's a podcast and mm-hmm. a, because you you're branded, you're showing up with enthusiasm, you have guests prepared, like you've done all the steps that makes it an event because it showcases not just me, but it showcases you as a, as a, a leader in this space. Right. So a lot of people are like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, well, this is what I do, right? <laughs> Simple, similar to this, right? But mm-hmm. it's in a corporate setting. And, you know, people are like, oh, well, no one's going to show up at my virtual event. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, events are content gold mines, right? Because mm-hmm. we're, we have tons of content here, tons of sound bites, lots of little, you know, nuggets to take away. Absolutely. You can create that for your brand. Like you're talking to me, but it's also to help, you know, like promote you as a, as a speaker and, you know, a podcast host, all the things. Right. Yeah. And people in the corporate setting have to understand that, that something like this can also reach not just the people that are watching it online, but people that might not be able to go to an in-person event where we talk a lot about DEI now, diversity, mm-hmm. equity, and inclusion. When you're only doing in-person events, you're excluding all the people that cannot make it there because gas prices went up and they couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. They couldn't drive 45 minutes. Now you're now you have no nothing to share of value for someone who cannot get to something, you know, in right. person, right? And I'm not saying put up a video camera and like record it and then that's your virtual event. No, that's a webcam, basically. (laughs) You know, that's like, that's not a virtual event. But you can have a version of what your event is online, whether it's if you're doing an event where you're learning something, why not have that also in a digital space on a different time 
that where people can show up and watch on their own. Then convert that into a podcast and people can listen to it while they're washing dishes or right. or riding in a in, in their bicycle or like walking walking in the park, right? Exactly. So I think what we see in virtual events is that they're not they're not just you know, a way, a, a, a means to an end now, you know, oh, let's go virtual because that's all we can do. People are think, rethinking them in terms of like content gold mines and how you can reach many versus just the people that show up. Um, yes, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, 100%. Um, and then the other thing, you know, in terms of the cost, I mean, it's a no brainer for a corporation in terms of the cost savings for doing virtual events. Mm -hmm. um, I never really thought about um, the the fact that someone cannot make it to a virtual event would fall up under the DE&I space. That's mm -hmm. a, a new way of thinking for me, but yeah. you're absolutely right. Because mm -hmm. you want to be inclusive of everyone mm -hmm. when you're doing a um, an event. Right. And so even if your event is in person, how about hybrid even? Yeah, that is a, a very it's a great way to, to manage costs and include everyone who can't make it there in person. Mm -hmm. And if you're talking and you're polling the audience, why not take it digital and, and digital uh, poll the folks digitally to see mm -hmm. online? What are their thoughts? What are their opinions? They right. can also have input as well. And then you share those results with the in-person audience as well. Yeah. So it, it doesn't have to be a separate thing. But right. when you bring technology into your virtual events, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a really fantastic experience, very engaging. And those are the ones that are remembered. And those are the lessons I think that that last the longest. In yeah. Life. Yeah. I think it's, you know, you, you mentioned uh, quizzes or like, you know, some type of engagement and that I think if you're, you know, going back to like strictly virtual events, um, you know, what are the, in what are the trends? What are the intentions? I think you have to take your mission first and figure out, okay, what, how does the mission align with this event? Then the purpose, okay, what is the purpose of this event? Is to educate? Is it to close more deals? Like what are the, what is the main thing? And then you have to have the enthusiasm for people to show up because you cannot just have a boring Zoom call anymore and just say, this is our event. I'm like, what? I'm, I like don't see, you know, and, and, you know, StreamYard's a good example because, you know, you have, we're talking and then all these points are like coming up on the screen. Like that's not done in a boring Zoom call, like none of it. Right. So this is a good example of how, you know, a virtual event can be. And, you know, we're, we're talking you and I, but imagine with like a, a live audience, right? Like we would have like a quiz or a giveaway or like some questions from the audience. I mean, there's so many different ways to yeah. engage people um, when it comes to that. So, and I think yeah. you're going to do it on LinkedIn. So like we can be in the chat on LinkedIn, right? So. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's so many, I love the engaging part of the, the virtual events. Mm -hmm. um, I, there's something about being at home and being able to click on a button to have my input counted. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. in this big old, you know, audience and, and so many different people on and participating. Yes. It's like, yes, I count. I, I put the button and I mattered. Yeah. <laughs> so. And and acknowledging that I think people like show up to these virtual events and there's a lot of like talking heads broadcast style. Mm -hmm. I get that. But like, if you're doing a live event and you have the chat, like, why do you not acknowledge them or have someone engaging in the chat? Because that Absolutely. to me is like, I'm not going to sit there for 45 minutes and listen to you. If you don't even acknowledge me, I'll, I'll listen to a podcast. Yeah. Tell me like, I'll learn that way. Right. I can do something right. else, but if I'm watching you, I want to, I want to feel you like bring me in. Right. Right. <laughs> Show up. Yeah. Let me know you see me. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's so sure. important. And I love that. I think that's a great nugget for anyone mm -hmm. who is doing a virtual event. Engage your audience. Yeah. Whoever is participating online, acknowledge their comments. Let them know that they're seen. And uh, people love to hear their name online. Yeah. Like yeah. by the speaker, if the speaker or the, the host or whatever says that 
person's name who made a comment in the chat. People love that because yeah. you know, it makes them feel important. Like, yes, I, I added value to this show by my comment. <laughs> yes. And I think that, you know, that's with, you know, something that's heavily promoted or there's enough time to promote where you have that engagement, but sometimes people don't prepare enough. And so like they're, you know, they're going live, but they don't think that like even the two people watching are, mm -hmm. could be two really important people. So you have to engage them or try to engage them. And if you're not doing engagement, make sure it looks good for your business so you can reuse it. Like right. if you're just sitting there, like I heard a story where someone was waiting 11 minutes for, for people to show up live. Like, oh, we're just waiting for more people. Oh, what? just we'll just wait. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, because no. like, those those two people that were in there were like, well, I'm here already. Right. Let's, let's get to it. Right. So exactly. You know, waiting for people, it's not a good reflection of your brand because, you know, most people don't really look at the numbers that like, oh, there's a lot of people. Like, I'm going to stay here. Or there's only right. two people. They're like, are you engaging me? Are you giving yeah. me value? Or are you acknowledging that I'm here? One or the other? Mm -hmm. Or I'm out, right? <laughs> exactly, here. exactly. And that, I think it's so disrespectful to the two people who did take the time out of their day to show up to your right. life. Right. So uh, that is so important. And I am so grateful that you brought that up because I don't think people realize the the um, the optics mm -hmm. that that presents for your brand when you wait. Yeah. They <laughs> must not have a producer like you and I. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, you have to have somebody to help fill in that space. Right. You have to have something that you're doing in those 11 minutes, besides engaging those two people that are showing up, you know, to talk about maybe you're, you know, talking, prepping people for what they're about to hear, right. maybe providing some history about what even presented this opportunity for right. you to be presenting on this particular topic, giving them some background, giving them maybe some behind the scenes kind of things going on. That's happening while you fill that space while you're waiting for people to come and still not disrespecting the two people who are there. Right. Exactly. So important. So important. <laughs> um, so as we're talking about this and you're talking about being prepared, mm -hmm. I'm going to I'm going to be a little selfish here and ask for some advice for an event that I'm getting ready to do in January. Mm -hmm. It's pretty big. And I want to be prepared and I want the audience to be engaged. Mm -hmm. What would you suggest I do to prepare in advance? So it's in January when this is December that we're in right now. So what would you, how would, how do you promote an event before you actually get there the most effective way so that when the, the um, participants come, they're looking forward to hearing what you have to say. Yeah, um, one good thing, um, depending on the content of the event, uh, I like to ask the questions during the registration process. So if you want to hear, you know, um, well, I'll give you an example. One woman was speaking and hold on one second. I'm like, my camera is messed up and I need to fix it. So give me. Okay, no worries. We can actually pause if you want to. No, it's okay. I think you said it. There. Okay. Cool. Sorry about bad. that. <laughs> it was blurry and it was bothering me. And I'm like, that's not me. It's not showing. No worries. Yeah. Um, so one example that I would say is really engaging the audience before the event. And by doing that, you can either do email campaign, you can do social media posts. Um, you can reach out directly to the attendees and you know if they have specific questions or if you have one question you want answered that you can bring in these answers um, into part of your presentation one it gets people excited about mm -hmm. your event um, it shows the intention intentionality intense you know what i'm saying be yeah, intentional <laughs> about um you know you connecting with them. Um, a lot of, I saw one example recently where the 
there was a collaborative event. It was like a team building event. The woman spoke and then team building. Um, but she had a playlist during the team building time. And the playlist was compiled from answers from the registration process of what song reminds you of it was the nineties or like, you know, growing up. And so everyone, like everyone put their songs in. And I remember listening to, like, I still follow the playlist on Spotify because I was like, Oh, that remind me one nostalgia of like growing up. And two, like, this was an awesome event. Like I'm going to remember these songs that were played. And it was like not related to specific her topic, but it was related to the experience. So right. that was something that like brought in the audience and really was like, mm -hmm. oh, when I heard my song, like I heard a bunch of songs that I was like, oh, like this is my age demographic because <laughs> it was like song that reminded you of growing up. So there was a lot of songs of like when I was growing up, but right. I was like, which song was mine? And then I kept thinking about it. Like, which one did I answer? I don't remember because all mm -hmm. of these songs are great, but it was very engaging in the beginning like from that. registration. Wow. Wow. I love that. That's a really great suggestion. And I will, you know, definitely keep that in mind. I have a, I may have an opportunity to speak on a stage and um, share some materials in advance and, you know, in the room and, and that kind of thing. So yeah. I want to make sure that it's done really well and, and gets the most um, response. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. if, you, if you are on stage, I would say keep in mind like the sustainability of like your, I don't know if this aligns directly with your brand, but like paper waste. We waste a lot of paper mm -hmm. at conferences and giveaways and all that. So mm -hmm. make your make your freebies or whatever you're giving out digital. Make a slide with a QR code. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is like, so it's very simple, but a lot of people just don't think about it when, you know, we're all used to QR codes now, maybe five yeah. years ago, people were like, what is that on the screen? <laughs> but yeah. now that that's something that, you know, at first I was like, oh my God, QR codes, we're really using those, but <laughs> it's now like a it. thing, you know, and we're yeah. reducing our paper waste when it comes yeah. to sustainability, which is being, you know, forth, you know, with trends and being uh, up to date with that. And you, you know, I get like, I go to board meetings sometimes and I have like the paper and I'm just like, what? I don't use like, it's great to write notes, but like then it's paper waste and tons of paper on my desk. And I'm like, why? Right. Exactly. Why? <laughs> Thank you so much. That is such a great tip. That's another nugget. That yeah. we're definitely logging away and going to put in, into effect yeah. <laughs> for, for this show. And it's so funny you were talking about paper waste because I went to a meeting and someone had handouts of what we were going to be talking about. And I put it in my bag and I'm like, okay, I guess this is going to eventually go on a binder maybe. But then yeah. <laughs> I was with my husband yesterday and he was like, do you have a piece of paper? And I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I just totally flipped it over and wrote on the back of it because, and that was like, it ended up being a scrap paper. You know what I mean? Because yeah. just, I'm not about that paper life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes we need it. So yeah, that's true. That's true. So we can't <laughs> entirely give up on paper and, and, no. and pencils and pens. Those are going to, I think, always have a, a life. <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree. So Marissa, this has been so fantastic. This show, getting to know you, learning more tips and tricks about how we can be more um, genuine and authentic in our video presence. Um, how can we stay in touch with you and how can we reach you? Yeah, so I am uh, always on LinkedIn. It's my preferred social media uh, platform. I, I love it. I learn things all the day, all the time. And, and I can connect with people in my industry and outside of my industry. Um, that's my social media platform. If you decide that you want to pick up the phone and call me, I am available by phone, which is very old school, but I, uh, I gave the number. So it's 615-212-8993. So if anyone awesome. listening, yeah, you can you can call me or text me, WhatsApp me, you know, whatever works. 
And then my website is be present LLC. And that'll, that's just, you know, connecting with me and I'll call you basically and you fill out the form. It's a, it's a basic website. So. Got it. Love it. And then you also have um, your resilient events on YouTube as well. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. That's our events related podcast. We talk about how you can, the strategy and the tech and all the, tips behind using events to grow your brand. So, yes. And I have actually watched that, um, your shows, um, started with the 100 TV and I was like, Oh my word. I didn't even think about this. This is such great advice. Uh, you were talking about, um, attendees and an audience engagement and, and audio, how to make sure that your audio is quality and, um, so many great, tips and tricks. I absolutely recommend people follow you on YouTube and get all of the tips for making a great event um, from Resilient Events on YouTube. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the shout out for Resilient Events. Um, I know a lot of people don't know how to spell it. So funny story, we call it RizPod because Resilient RizPod is kind of the same, right? But like so much easier to say RizPod.live because it's just one, it's unique. And like, you know, I don't know about you, but when I t- started typing out resilient, I'm like, is it R-E-S-A-R-I-S-A? You know, I'm like, oh, right. I'm so resilient. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. So we said rizpod.live. And then um, I also, um, if you want some free stuff, you can go to liveshowprep.com and uh, there's a prep checklist that'll give you all the a checklist of all the things you need for an event. I love it. Love it. Love it. And the more we have these kinds of checklists, the more prepared we can be yes. in advance, during and after the show. Yes. Which, you know, and it really makes for an amazing audience experience. So yes. love that so much. So any final words for us? Any final, how do you want to leave our audience today? What should we remember of all the things that we talked about today? Yeah, I think um, one of the things is definitely stay curious and never stop learning. I think you, to say that I know everything is definitely not true. Um, And I'm learning every day. So I think you can um, approach that with your business or even if you work in a corporate setting and you, you know, want to do a side hustle or you want to be a better employee or a collaborative partner, um, it's definitely open that and hopefully set your boundaries. So you have the time to invest in yourself. If you don't invest in yourself, then it's, it's not a good thing. (laughs) No bueno. No bueno. Yeah. I love that. So be curious and never stop learning. That is yes. so crucial. And we'll always stay cutting edge. We'll always stay ahead of the trends and we'll mm-hmm. always stay um, right. valuable and, and at, continue to add value to our clients when we do right. that. Exactly. So, this was amazing, Marissa. Thank you so much. Thank Marissa, you. you were made for something great. So go and be awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs>